Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Let's Talk Assassin's Creed, your number one podcast for all things Assassin's Creed. So, at the time of recording, Halloween's coming up, and I hope to have this episode out on Halloween. So, what's the best way to celebrate Halloween than actually making a Halloween podcast? Now, disclaimer, there is not going to be too much lore in this episode. This is just purely fun, speculation, and have some giggles for Halloween on what Halloween we could see in the games. I'm not alone. We are joined by Trickster from the AC Sisterhood server, which is one of the greatest communities I have been part of. I'm proud to support the Sisterhood as much as I can. Trickster, you still there? Oh yeah, I am. I'm. I'm I. I thought I was supposed to wait for permission to speak. <laughs> <laughs> do it. Do we need a button for permission to talk? Yes. Um. Push. Push to talk. No wait. That's a Discord thing. Um. <laughs> sorry. Um. But. This is okay. Um, I'm very sorry in advance because this is the first time I've ever done or been on anything like this, and I'm incredibly nervous. But um, I've been, I've been, you know, reassured that this is fun and for the giggles. So yeah. Well, regular view- listeners, I keep saying viewers. Regular listeners of the show will know by now that a lot of my episodes are done serious to the law but there's always light-hearted theories involved. And I think only two times a year we can be not so serious will be Christmas and Halloween. And, well, it's Halloween, so let's just not be as serious. You know, Headless Horseman in Assassin's Creed, that's not serious. You know, like, in, in Rogue you get to, like, deck the Headless Horseman, don't you? <laughs> exactly! <laughs> Name me one person who's literally walked up to a headless horseman and decked him. Like, that doesn't happen in life. I'm not going to stroll down to my local park and punch a headless horseman. <laughs> like, you, you, the way you say it implies that headless horsemen are just a common occurrence. Like, you just see a headless horseman in like a Denny's parking lot and you say, you know what, I'm going to punch it. <laughs> <laughs> see it every day, it doesn't fuss me. <laughs> Alright mate, go back to your duties. <laughs> But it's it's these sort of things, like Halloween is unique, it's special, and it has tons of folklore that is in our world. And it's in Assassin's Creed with the Headless Horseman. A really cool one someone told me on Twitter a while ago, so I'll give them a shout out, is there's a DLC for two, um, where you visit Vlad the Impaler, who was a Templar, but Easter Egg, he has fangs in his grave. Oh, that's interesting. So are you trying to tell me, Assassin's Creed, that Dracula was a Templar? Not the man, the Dracula. The Batman. Okay, vampire. The Batman? (laughs) Sorry, sorry. Seriously, vampires are just Batmen. Come on, someone can't disagree with me. It's Batman. It's a man that turned into a bat. You know what? It's, uh, it's really fun because, like, I don't know, the way Templars are, not Templars, uh, vampires are usually characterized in media, like, they're very highly organized and sophisticated, and they're kind of, you know, they represent the elite, and, um, I'm sorry, am I cutting off of any points you were gonna make, or? No, keep going, this Okay, is um, vampires, um, they're typically, like, when they're, when Bram's, Bram, I don't know if it's Bram Stoker, but the writer of Dracula, um, had in mind for vampires, they're, and, you know, other writers centering around vampires, they, vampires are kind of um, like satire or representation of the elite. 
of the elite class around those times, where they're literally, you know, feeding off the poor and preying off of and manipulating people. And, you know, there's like a literary definition and a literary kind of um, connotation with vampires and um, using people. And I feel like, and, you know, the way they're, you know, organized and they're elite and they, you know, um, they do whatever they think it takes necessary to get to an end result. I think the Templars, you know what, there would be vampire Templars. Well, damn, so the possibility of Dracula, the Dracula who drinks blood for a living, could be a Templar. Yeah, Revelation, people. Babies? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if he ate babies or not, but if he ate babies, I'm not surprised. <laughs> could, you, could you imagine, though, like, Ezio stroll into Vlad the Impaler's castle, expecting just to stab Dracula with a hidden blade, like, eh, done, easy Templar, and he just rises back up, like, nah, man. You need a stake in the heart, not a pisky blade. <laughs> yeah, like, like he, he actually he actually tells that to you. This like, like no, you fool. Metal doesn't do anything to me. You have to drive a wooden stake through the heart. And Ezio just like pulls out a shard of wood from the floor. Like, <laughs> okay, done. <laughs> Finished. Yeah, <laughs> I think I would really play an Assassin's Creed DLC if it went off the beaten path and we fought Dracula. I, I don't. I don't expect a big, flashy, mythical fight like Odyssey, but just something fighting Dracula in a sword battle, you know, and then stabbing him once and he gets back up, like, nah, man, stick in the heart, and like you just said, a quick time event where you just pick a piece of wall pot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, better. you pick up a piece of wall <laughs> That is, that would be very, very fun. Um... But also, like, if you do want to do, like, an off-the-walls Odyssey-style thing, have him, like, turn into a bat or whatever. But, like, in the middle of time, turns to a bat and Ezio's like, what the heck? So moving on to a different game that we we did say Headless Horseman's in 3 and Rogue, but there's a gap. Assassin's Creed Black Flag has HMS Prince, which is nicknamed the Ghost Ship. But it doesn't actually have any ghost ships in the game. There's no skeleton pirates, there's no Pirates of the Caribbean style Black Pearl fights. It's just a missed opportunity in my eyes. That would be very, very fun, actually. I haven't played Black Flag yet, but you know what? If if you get to like beat a bunch of skeleton things, that'd be fun. Um well, Yeah, and right. Oh sorry, you go you go first. <laughs> sorry, my mic was cut out for a second. Um, I was just going to say, like, uh, my mic was cutting out. That's all I was trying to say. Okay, take your time. Um, oh, I actually had an idea, kind of. So, Shoot. Um, there you go. Fix my mic. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so, um, beyond just, like, you know, fighting, like, ghost pirate ships, I'm wondering the possibility of, you know, just, like, a fun monster, monster hunting or monster fight type thing with um aquatic creatures like um there's you know everyone knows the kraken already but there's actually different other um like marine monsters around the caribbean actually like i don't really know anything off the top of my head but there's you know there's other variations of these kinds of you know shipwrecking beasts um throughout the world and you know just like like bumping into one by accident or like there's like you know records of you know like this going wrong and then so edward goes to investigate and you have to fight a thing 
I think it'd be cool to see um on on about shipwrecking creatures and you know maybe take Thatch on a little journey, bump into some sirens, and Thatch is probably like more ladies, and his ship gets sunk. <laughs> that sounds like that sounds like a like like the Odyssey, like like Homer's Iliad Odyssey or whatever. <laughs> a little bit, like you know, like you, like you go on a ship and you do sea stuff, and then like bad thing happens one after another. You see a bunch of you know, you meet a bunch of stuff. <laughs> stuff. Yeah, just I think. I think in Black Flag, I think I would have loved the hell out of just sailing randomly through the Caribbean and just having Adewale just shout, um, release the Kraken, and then the Kraken just appears. <laughs> <laughs> that, would be that would be amazing. Um, also, um, I'm wondering, did Black Flag do anything with the Bermuda Triangle? or Not that I'm aware. I really think... Um, Black Flag was very grounded. From a lot of research I've done, Black Flag was kind of grounded in the pirate style. You know, there was the Mayan armor from the Isu, but there wasn't really much supernatural Bermuda Triangle, Sirens, Kraken sort of things going on. Mm. Yeah, so um, like for, you know, the fun the fun Halloween DLC ideas. Like, I don't yes, know, is that what we're going to call it? <laughs> but, you yeah. know, Maybe you know, like, like go to the Bermuda Triangle, and no one knows what's really there. And I don't know, he can fight off the coconut crabs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Know, there's this whole thing where it's like, you know, um, oh, uh, the the aviator. Um, I feel so bad that I forgot her name. Hang on, what's the aviator's name who flew over to the B- Bermuda Triangle and never came out? Oh, oh, I think I know who you mean now. The one that was meant to sail around Amelia, Amelia, Amelia Earhart. Earhart. Yes. Yeah, like um, there's this theory, this real life theory that Amelia Earhart, like even if she did die on the Bermuda Triangle, her remains wouldn't be found because coconut crabs would have gotten to her bones and stuff. Well, yeah, and that if went you... from pleasant to morbid. Yeah, um, Google coconut crabs. <laughs> I'm terrified to. <laughs> Can you open like another tab and look up coconut crabs because they are huge. Imagine Edward fighting off like five of these but make them human sized right okay I can't spell coke wait I've got it I, I want to see these coconut crabs guys yeah. this, this sounds terrifying you know Edward fighting a coconut crab like holy heck <laughs> you see that's the picture terrifying. of the trash can <laughs> that's terrifying like I, I wouldn't know what to do if I was sailing through black flag and just saw a coconut crab land on my ship I don't know if I would Turn the game off in shock, or <laughs> stay on my ship the other way. But them things are terrifying. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he goes to investigate what's on Bermuda, the Bermuda Triangle, and I don't know. Maybe it's misty, and there's like stuff affecting your gravity because there's like weird electromagnetic poles there. I guess I don't know. Like so, it's just messing with Edward big time, and then suddenly coconut crab. I think the more I think about to top this all off, pirates are known for drinking. Just imagine Edward absolutely hammered, <laughs> sailing through the Bermuda Triangle. God dang it! It's just crabs now. Yeah. yeah um, this I don't even know if this is like a Halloween thing. We're just going like Ghost is closer to more Halloween-ish, Halloweeny type thing. But now we're just talking about like crabs, or should we make crabs a staple of Halloween now? <laughs> I think 
Halloween's defined by terrifying monsters. You get Frankenstein, you get werewolves, you get headless horsemen, mm. you get ghosts, and we'll just throw in Bermuda Triangle coconut crabs because why not? Yeah, <laughs> just just giant the giant coconut crabs that ate Amelia Earhart like two hundred years later. Yeah, we'll we'll go off that. <laughs> <laughs> so Edward was lucky to get out of there. This is kind of turning. Into- it just seems this is turning into a wacky episode, to be honest. But Halloween, um, yeah, uh, you know, so like the other game. No more inhibitions. Uh, so what's the other game you want to tackle? Unity. I'm trying to think about Unity. If Unity had any, oh, I think the only creepy Beast Halloween of Gibbardon. Oh, was that in Unity? Um, easy. Like it's it's a, it's a French. It's a really known, well known no. French folk tale um, around the 18th century, I believe, about um, the Beast of Givradon, who is basically a um, werewolf. So I have the thing pulled up. You had me sold a werewolf. Yeah. Um, you had I, me sold a well. Yeah, um, I have I have some stuff to tie in. Um, werewolves with, you know, like um, Syndicate, Unity, and possibly AC3, but I gotta, you know, um, fact check it some more. But um, okay, I'm reading off of this website called victorianphantoms.com, and it, it briefly explains, you know, the history of where, of, you know, like, at least this thing I'm looking at right now, it explains the history of werewolves throughout different cultures and stuff, and I'm just gonna read off of there, if that's alright, unless that's gonna get this taken down or copyrighted, or I don't know. No, uh, just send me the link lately, and I'll just put it in the description. We won't get in trouble that way. Alright, um, but so... I'm not you- interested. Yeah, um, but it describes that um, France in particular has a a pretty long history of werewolves since the 16th century, and there were actually lots of real-life trials. Like, you know, um, you saw this in the Salem witch trials as well, and, um, and, you know, new, you know, like, when people started coming over to America, there's, you know, accusations of people not just being witches, but also werewolves. And people would kind of point out certain things like, oh, you got hair on your hands or you got hair between your eyebrows or you were born on the full moon or whatever. You know, just little superstitious stuff like that that got a bu- that caused a bunch of unnecessary deaths. But um, so, you know, France was kind of rife with that. And there's, you know, this kind of lycanthropy fever that was um, evident in a lot of European countries, especially during this kind of time. But there's um, a story in particular um, I can't pronounce it for the life of me, so forgive me, but it's like Beast of Givaudon or Givaudon, French people who are listening, I'm so sorry. But um but between seventeen sixty four and seventeen sixty seven it's the name of a um man eating animal that terrorized um a French French province for a long time. And there's this whole story that it was actually this, you know, nobleman who had who was cursed to, you know, every full new moon he turned into a werewolf, but he st- he would hide his clothing in a safe place. And so when sun rose again, he could just put on the clothing and he would turn back into a human. And his wife found out, and out of fear for some reason, I'm not I'm sure about her reason of violence, but she hid his clothes so he couldn't turn back into a human, and then he bit her nose off, and the beast just started running around. So, yep. <laughs> well, it's just funny how Assassin's Creed Unity actually takes place 
in 18th century France. I am now wishing we had a supernatural DLC where Anna runs into a werewolf, because please, that would have been freaky. Yeah, Weird. it would have been, it would have been cool if it actually is the beast of Givaudan. Like, maybe he has to go to the, the province of Givaudan some, somewhere, and, you know, there's a beast terrorizing it, and he finds out the story of it and the fact that, you know, his clothes are lost, so he actually has to go on, like, a like a hunt and look through, you know, the old manor the person may have lived in to find the clothes and, and try to confront the werewolf and try to bring him down, you know, not, like, without killing him. I think... What would have been cool as well is, like, a lot of these stuff do sound far-fetched, but you could make them quite grounded. So, with Unity, you could have gone through a mansion looking for the clothes and hear a wolf stalking you, but it turns out it's not a werewolf, but an actual wolf. So, you think you're hunting down a werewolf, but you're hunting down a real wolf, and the man's just gone missing. Oh, yeah. I really like that. That's actually very, very smart. It's um, It reminds me a lot of what the supernatural stuff in AC3 entailed, where, you know, there's, like, this supernatural thing, they tell Connor to go investigate, and it turns out it's just a, a regular thing, like the lighthouse ghost. Or yeah, Bigfoot. See, Bigfoot is just a big hairy man. What what if the beast <laughs> uh, in the French thing is actually just a big hairy man? <laughs> <laughs> I did a lot of studying as a kid um, into supernatural, because it's something I'm quite keen about. And a lot of supernatural stories for like werewolves and vampires is based off actual human biology. There is a rare skin condition that makes you allergic to sunlight and the vitamin D. Mm-hmm. So a lot of stuff like that could have inspired well uh, vampirism. There is people out there now who have hormones that make them super hairy, which means yeah. like werewolves. So yeah. a lot of the stuff we're talking about for Halloween does sound far fetched, but you could you know, Vlad the Impaler could have been allergic to sunlight which would have given him his unnaturally white appearance and never coming out in daylight. Well, was drinking blood and eating babies necessary? Uh, <laughs> history. I'm just going to say history. I've not studied Vlad the Impaler since Dracula times. I'm just going to say history. It's, it's it, okay. Um, it, yeah, it's but, history. But I, I really love, you know, um, like these kind of myths that are kind of misconstrued, I guess from real life facts because there's a lot of descriptions of vampires being you know pale and bloated and sickly as well and but it's you know describing the processes of a corpse deteriorating so you know there could have been like um so you know when you open up a coffin you saw that how you know it kind of kind of um warped from the original corpse that was buried there they would think ah vampire but no it's just like you know the natural process of a human body decaying and there is a lot of stuff in history of people's bodies being preserved immaculately. You know, yeah. seeing that for the first time, like, that thing is not natural. That shouldn't be alive. And jumping to Syndicate, which is in Victorian times, it was very common in Victorian times for people to be buried alive. It was oh. very common. So the idea of zombies in Syndicate isn't too far-fetched. Zombies in Syndicate. I like that a lot. Um, I was I was just gonna continue my werewolf thing in the Syndicate, but I want to listen to the zombie thing. <laughs> I, I I love werewolves. I'm so, so werewolves. I'm sorry. <laughs> werewolves in Syndicate could work. Like, I think Syndicate's the best one to end this on because Origins and Odyssey's more mythological side. So I'm gonna leave them out. But I think Syndicate's the best one to look at for Halloween because they had Springheel Jack. And Springhill Jack yes. is a legit 
folklore and human history. In English history, I've read it, it's kind of intriguing, but Springfield Jack never killed anyone. It's just a weird story of a man that jumps around with glowing red eyes. He's like a demon. Yeah, um, there are versions that says like he's like a kind of like like an extension of the devil or something like that. He could spit blue flame or something like that. I, I'm not sure why I read that, but but um, there are some versions and accounts that say you know he might have been like you know the devil himself, but just kind of having fun, just doing whatever, going boing 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 around the town. <laughs> Just chilling, you know, like, you know what, I'm bored, I'm gonna go off for some London booze. Yeah, I was just like, get doctor. drunk off of um, the, the big bastard, or whatever. <laughs> well, he, Springfield Jack was a cult leader in the um, Jack the Ripper DLC, and oh. um, you do actually fight Springfield Jack, which is kind of cool, and I think this is where, like, I really get the ha- idea for Halloween, so werewolves in London. Such a miss used easter egg for syndicate because werewolf in london is a really cult classic werewolf movie yeah it's, it's actually one of my favorite movies of all time <laughs> so you know it doesn't have to be a legit man werewolf you know just clues of a werewolf in london i know yeah. the time zones are a bit out but i would have loved this just chilling around and everyone's screaming werewolf and there's nothing really there yeah um that actually reminds me, okay, I'm just going to squeeze this in really quick, but around the Victorian era, especially, there's, you know, um, there's actually, like, uh, like, paranoia that's caused by, you know, some kind of disease, kind of like the Salem witch trials where, you know, people might have, you know, gotten, gotten chemically or whatever, they got something in their system that made them hallucinate and and become really, really paranoid, and that factored into a lot of werewolf paranoia throughout history. And I think, you know, um, around the Victorian era that that kind of um, came to prominence again, I think I, I might have gotten the dates wrong, but either way, it's, um, it's kind of like a re- recurring thing. So It's all spooky. This is how we should sum it up. It's just spooky. Yeah, it's spooky. Just a bunch of people being paranoid and thinking they're seeing whales in their roof. Well, that that sounds like a typical weekend for anyone in the woods in the middle of the night. Oh, yeah. If I was chilling in the woods and some guy's dog ran off, I'd probably think it's a wolf after us. <laughs> um, I think I touched on it briefly, but zombies. we we got to mention zombies in Victorian London. You can go off on zombies all you want. I, I want to hear. Well, the funny thing is, zombies in London in syndicate could work as historical fact grounded and supernatural in three goals because people were buried alive it's not uncommon they did have bells on graves at some point so if people were buried alive they would ring a bell so all it takes is somebody to die be put in a shoddy grave to not actually be dead comes out the grave and i was like crap he's a zombie and they start and Jacob or Evie has to go uncover the mystery of this guy, and they find out actually he never died. He yeah, he's like he's just this regular guy. Like he wakes up, and there's like like Jacob and Evie interrogating him, and he's like, "Oh, oh my god, I'm just a milkman." <laughs> just did, you, did milkman exist? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I I don't know, but you can't tell me it would not be common for someone to get so drunk at that time. <laughs> fall asleep in a street and someone to kick him and go, well, he's dead. 
Let's bury him. He's... Especially with the Victorian medicine back then. Yeah, it's just like like you know, practices are so bad. <laughs> just kicking him a few times, you know, the police officer, right, he's dead. I've kicked him ten times, he's not waking up, throw him in a shallow grave. And he just gets up about his business and you know, just a local grave worker sees this, loses his mind, and you're like, Wow, <laughs> yeah, he's like, zombies. He's all like staggering and groaning and moaning and like that anyway. So it's like, Oh, the dead are rising. No, he's just a hungover man who's been put in a grave. <laughs> Jacob's gotta hang, like help him through his hangover later, like, <laughs> like, like puking in a bucket. And Jacob's patting his back like, "There, there, it's okay. The nightmare's over." <laughs> <laughs> I think this has definitely turned into one of the coolest Halloween episodes, and there is a special reason I brought this up. And the special reason is the season pass for Valhalla is released, so Woo-hoo. we all know what's going on, and. If you look very closely, um, we talk about the free content. And one of the last free content is Fall 2021. And this means, if my theory is correct, Halloween is going to be in the Sausage Creed Valhalla. It has to be. It, it has to be. I would love that so much. Oh, well, or maybe like a... Um equivalent of halloween that would be probably more accurate um it originated from sam hain right but i don't know if sam hain is like a viking or dramatic tradition but there's definitely you know pagan holidays that have their that later you know um contributed to the creation of halloween and i think that's probably what we're gonna see like um like not odyssey um valhalla was already gonna say they're gonna have a yule festival yeah So, you know, it'd be something similar to that. Like, you know, it's like Christmas, but not. It's, you know, Christmas, but more authentic to this time and culture. I could really see Samhain, pardon me, because Samhain is a Gaelic festival, um, making the end of the harvest season and beginning of winter. So, really, in that time where there's a divide between Christianity, paganism, there's Vikings, a, a lot of people probably would still celebrate Samhain. And I really couldn't see it as a stretch of having a whole Samhain festival where we could see mythological spookiness, maybe the dead, ghosts, because yeah. a, a lot of the old mythology around Halloween is the veil between the humans and the spirits being weakest. We might get some ghosts. Mm-hmm. Maybe a ghost Ezio just coming through the settlement. Maybe a ghost Altair. Yeah, what if it's like a <laughs> Uh, th- through the Valhalla settlement? Yes. Just in the Assassin Bureau, you just have Ezio just chilling in a chair. <laughs> yeah, like, um, I, I was just about to say that, like, they, they, they came in way later, and like, mm, I, I gotta be the buzzkill. But also, like, what if it's, like, holographic projections? Like, they're looking into the apple, but then they see, or, you know, like, like, Altair and Ezio, especially because they had position in the apple, they kind of saw, you know, projections of the past, and they're just kind of walking through. So we see them as ghosts, but they're not actually ghosts. They're still there. They're... Yeah, yeah. Or maybe, you know, they saw it and, and you know, people thought, oh, ghosts. Ghosts with weird clothes. <laughs> it's probably just Altair in his little library writing some notes. Like, oh, Vikings. Oh, let's have a look. Ew, Vikings. Vikings like, oh. <laughs> they're just Vikings. They're just like, man, see-through, scary, run. <laughs> yeah, um. That also brings up, um, like, you remind me of, you know, ghost Vikings, and 
that that reminded me of you know two beings in Norse mythology. I don't know if they're going to be in Valhalla or not. I know that you encounter some ghost fighters, but um, not these specifically from what I have read. But I might have you know missed a lot. I don't have Twitter, so um, but there's forgive me for mis mispronouncing any of this, but Enhirhar and um, Draugr, and they're both kind of like revenant ish. So the um. Uh, wait. Okay. Never mind. Never mind. I compl- okay. Maybe just the drawer because I completely mis misremembered in Harhar. So that's completely my bad. In Harhar, in Norse mythology, are um like warriors who died in battle and go to Valhalla and they're you know um they're taken to Valhalla by Valkyries and they get to just eat the fill and they're resurrected nightly. So you know they can just stab each other for fun and they resurrect all all right. That does not sound very pleasant. I do not want to be eating some dinner and some dude to stab me, just for me to wake up in the morning and do it all no, over they, again. They, they like it. That's what they live for. They're preparing for Ragnarok. Um, yeah, they're actually, you know, fighting on the side of the gods in the final battle, but then there's um the Draugr, which are more... Um, they're, they're, um, they're more zombie-ish, actually. They're, you know, um, they're, un- they're undead, and they, um, uh, they, they're, they can turn into mist, they can change their size, they can face through rocks, and, um, they, they often live within their gra- graves and they bury, and they guard buried treasure, and, um, but also they're animated corpses as a result of improper burial, like if you're not, um, buried in the right direction. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I was just gonna say so that could explain why in one of the story trail in the very first trailer why um Avar gave one of the warriors his axe back. Mm Mhm. So, because if he didn't, he would have been could have been resurrected as Draugr. That's terrifying. Yeah. Um. I don't know how. Like, there's also an idea that I read one time before where it's because you know they were, they were um, they they weren't really allowed passage into the afterlife i think um because of improper burial or because of something else like you know maybe they were dishonorable warriors or they were um or you know some other reason but i'm just wondering about the possibility of you know draugers in valhalla i could see a draugr in valhalla being a really cool mission type where you and some of the settlement people all dress up as draugas to take back a fort from other Vikings because really if they know what a draugr is they're not going to really um, <clears throat> resist an attack from 10 or 20 draugas walking up a hill. They're going to run the other way. <laughs> yeah, they're really powerful. That's like, imagine a whole Halloween mission where Vikings have took over a castle and they're not going to back down through normal warfare, so you just dress up as Draugr and just walk up the hill like, yeah, we're the living dead. Can we have oh a castle God, back? That would be so <laughs> cool. This is, like, completely not Halloween-related, but it's, like, that's that's a very, very good strategy that I like to see in, you know, just stuff in general. Like, um, there's some um, Chinese military strategies in the Three Kingdoms saga that use something kind of similar. So, um, so it just kind of reminded me of that, and I just think it's just a cool, I, I don't know if I would say trope, but, 
but it's just you know um like I, I like it when characters do that and fight smart and that makes me happy so when you when you, you bring that up it's like man i i didn't order valhalla but i i kind of want to if i could you know if i could play it and experience that that'd be very yeah yeah i want to experience this now <clears throat> if it's not in i'm not going to be impressed but we have a long wait till fall 2021 so who knows what's going to happen but we do have the gaelic dlc i'm going to nickname it where we um the druid dlc where we see some gaelic and some go- ghosty looking people that sounds spooky but who knows what's in <coughs> valhalla because English is full of random mythology from the Black Hound of Death to unicorns, I think. You know, from the morbid, <laughs> see a black dog, you're going to kick the bucket to a nice fluffy <laughs> unicorn. Yeah, um, about about the Black Shuck also, I heard there were some, like, um, a few accounts, like, I'm not British, so I'm sorry if I'm stepping on British toes, but I heard some accounts where they protect and, you know, guard women who are walking alone at night, so I just thought that was kind of cool. Um. A lot, like a lot of stuff in British mythology and British folklore, there is no, it doesn't connect. So, some say if you see the black dog, you're going to be in a terrible accident. Um, some say if you see it, you're going to die. Um, some say it's the devil himself in wolf form. You know, yeah, English, we just can't get folklore right. Yeah, yeah, it's it's mildly inconsistent, but I just thought that was interesting because I read about um the black shuck last year and I was like. Oh, oh, they they guard women? Okay, like, you know, sure, they're an arbinger of death, but they they respect women. They respect women and they're an arbinger of death. I think any noble British man would just be like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to leave that woman alone. Let her enjoy her <laughs> evening, you know? Be more just, like Black Shuck. Yeah, you know, just the local drunkard seeing the woman's like, I'm going to go talk to her and see the Black Shuck. Like, you know what? Let her have a peaceful stroll around the lake. I'm not going to bother her. I'm going to go home, you know, sip my beer, not by the fireplace, and let this young woman enjoy her lake walk. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's awesome. I'll be, ter- be terrified if I just saw some woman walking down the streets from the shops and there's a black dog following her. I'm like, no. Nope. Black dog with, like, red <laughs> eye. Like, red eyes or red dinner plate sized eye in the center of its head I don't know like, there's a different accounts of what the black shuck looks like too but Either I like way, the version where it's I'm just off. cyclops I'm just off big black dog that looks glowing I'm off <laughs> nope no hanging around for me <laughs> so this is technically all we have time for tonight um, I know it's a bit on the silly side we do usually stick to more grounded lore but it's Halloween and I want to put a smile on everyone's faces we have, uh, in time of recording, it is Wednesday, so we do have 13 days to Valhalla drops. I'm hoping we do get some Halloween-esque type DLC in the future. If not, we can only speculate about some of the stuff. Um, I really do think we might have a tangent with coconut crabs, but next year I'm dressing my child as coconut crab for Halloween. Let's bring coconut crabs to Halloween, people! Um... I want to thank Trickster for joining, and I shall hopefully see you guys next week. Um, it was it was an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me on, and thank you for joining and being um, weird and talking about Halloween Assassin's Creed. Um, yeah, really, stuff. not gonna get coconut crabs out of my mind to be honest, or Dracula and Ezio. That's like 
yeah, Castlevania style, but instead of them people, it's Ezio. Yeah, I'm, I'm going down the rabbit hole. <laughs> Sounds fun. Uh, Sounds... Don't, don't let the coconut crabs take your candy this Halloween. <laughs> this is nightmare fuel. So... <laughs> Thank you all for listening, and I'll catch you all next week.